1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
2: Well, welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast as we uh, look forward to the return of Premier League action, but um, it's not been a quiet um, international break, There's been plenty going on off the field and that's all culminated with the uh, publication of Verton's account. Um, I'm your host Chris Beasley, joined today by the Echo's Conor O'Neill, Regular guest um, Gavin Buckland. And uh, speaking of the 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 uh, Everton accounts that are hot on the press, off the press, as it were, I turn to you first, Connor. Um, Everton have posted um, an operating loss of forty four point seven million for the financial year. That's significantly less than the hundred and twenty one million the previous year, but obviously highly um, COVID affected uh, figures. that particular year with no revenue in terms of um, the, the gate receipts. Um, they're one of nine Premier League clubs who have reported um, losses so far, although um, six of them heavier than the Blues. I mean, it's a bit of a financial um, minefield. Our heads are spinning with all these figures at the moment. What's your take of it all, Connor?
1: I think ultimately it answers the question what we all wanted to, um, to know in a sense of how much the loss was. I think we all knew it was going to be a loss. You know, there there was no one expecting any profit, any kind of, um, you know, any kind of massive kind of profit, you know, injection of of positivity. It was always going to be a loss. It was just how much that loss was, you know, if if it was down on what last year's accounts were and stuff like that. So we've got that answer. But I think obviously, you know, we've, we've only seen the kind of debrief, summary so far of, of what's been put out we haven't actually read the the full account so the you know the Android reports as such as yet so i think until we kind of read and i mean get our teeth into them too, you know items we can't really you know say too much and how you know how this really looks for everton i think is, is the is, is me kind of you know opinion right now obviously you know the big question on everyone's lips is you know we know what we now know what the loss is but, you know, we don't know what it means, where it's come from or, or where it's going next until so we can properly kind of digest the, read through the accounts, digest it and come to some sort of, you know, collective you know, summary. But, yeah, I think, you know, the initial thing is, you know, they're, they're out now. I think that's absolutely that really the big question, wasn't it? it was when When were the accounts going to be released? But, you know, yeah. was it was the, the topic and a question that many supporters have been asking for a while. They're out now. You know, we know, we know what the loss is. So, you know, the, the two big questions on fans' lips have been answered. I think, you know, they define the it, you know, in awakens detail, of these accounts will only become known once so you get the chance to read them and properly digest them.
2: Yeah, and um, gab some, some interesting figures in there. There's um, further 70 million pounds of uh, financial support from the majority shareholder, um, for hard machiri. And after just the first year we've really got stadium costs coming in an, an, in a big way, um, 207 million on them compared to 20.3 million there. Previous year um, with um, uh, Everton moving into onto the site at, at Bramley Moor, um, Doc. Uh, what are your uh, initial takes on, on on what you've seen so far? Yeah, it's well worth. That. Yeah, this is exciting, isn't it? Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> can we can we talk about our centre half issues or stuff yeah, like uh, that, or all in good do, time, do yeah we, yeah. Or mid, our midfield balance, perhaps? Um, yeah, I think I think we need to remember that you know, in the in the past. Some of our figures have included the stadium costs. We've had to adjust them this year. there would be nothing to do with the stadium in our accounts, so that that's that that's uh good. Um, it's a lot more cleaner. Um, so, might I mean, also, as well, we're not looking at the actual accounts, we're not seeing the actual accounts themselves yet. We, we're just operating off to general numbers. Um, and my impression is that well presentationally it looks better 44 million loss compared to 119 loss for, for last year presentationally that's better isn't it um because it's just a smaller number and i think i think the point that i think has been made is, is a lot of clubs i think in the post covid world are, are reporting big losses aren't they yeah one of, so, of at
2: least nine yeah yeah
3: we're, we're not the only club our problem is is uh, some of our problems uh, I mean, we don't want to get into the players we bought and not be, and high wages happened during the COVID period. We're actually coming out of that now a little bit. Um, so that, that's worth mentioning. For me, I think compared to, to last year, I think um we've shown, you know, obviously, and this is what we've needed to do. We've got more player sales this year. We obviously sold the Charleston for 50 million, not all of that would be profit. We sold Lucadine for a profit, Um, and we've also... Hamas Rodriguez, I think, was six or seven million quid, wasn't he? So our profits from player sales, which you do need to do to have a, you know, to survive, is going to be significantly greater than uh, last year. Uh, And our wages have come down by, I think, 20 million, which is good, which we're going in the right direction. And also expect for this year to go down again, because we got rid of some big earners last summer. So that's heading in the right direction. But in terms of, for me, in terms of where we are at business, we're still overheating a lot in terms of wages and the cost of the, the playing squad. But that, that takes time. I mean, I think what people don't realise in football is that your costs, you, you don't go from a hundred million loss to a profit in 12 months unless you sell a hundred million pounds worth of players. You've got players on contracts and if you don't move, you still got to pay them. So so although we're still making a loss. We are making active efforts to reduce that loss considerably, and we've done that over the last 12 months, as we uh, sorry, the 12 months concerned the 21-22, hence why we didn't buy anybody in the summer of twenty-one, uh, And, you know, any activity we had in the January transfer when there was basically out of the Luka D money, wasn't it, really? Um, so, you know, last year, it was part of the cleansing process for me, but we're still nowhere near where we need to be in terms of running the business on an even keel, and that will take time. And, and I've said all along, this is all financial, you know, sort of losses, you know, setting aside all the COVID stuff and all that. It's all down to our overspending between 2016, 17, and 2020. We're still paying a price for that. And i, I said all along, that's going to take another couple of years, you know, 18 months or so to, to come out. Uh, come out of the wash and mm-hmm. I think in this period I think this current year where we are now you know, we may make 40 million quid uh, I think you know, we, 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 I would hope us to be, you know, closer to break even for the year which would be a which would be something to start working with, so this is part of the this set of accounts is getting back to normal as far as, you know, trying to get back to normal um and that will you know that will be you know something that will take another 18 months perhaps to, to go through but once we get all those people who were born between 2016 17, and 19 off the books yeah i mean who they are jabaman gomez you know what we do with the court i don't know so you know, those type of players who come off the books so and we've got a few saleable assets, perhaps. So um, it's part of the cleansing process, this. But we're still not in a great position. Yeah. And um, it would just be interesting to see what happens going forward. But this just shows you why the club has been reason. It's not spent a lot in January because, as fans, we can't have it both ways, can we? Yeah. You can't say, Oh, we're making losses, and you know, this is terrible. Which, yeah, I agree with that. But the sense hey, at the same time, say, We've not bought anybody. Why have we bought anybody? Well, because we've got to try and get back on an even keel. So, um, it, it, it's, it's you know, it just shows you some of that the problems that we've got are still there, albeit we are sort of gradually, you know, uh, reducing them. And I'm talking there about the pay bill, the thing breaking it down by 20 million is good, it's going to come down again you know, of the next, you know, from that as well. So um hope, hopefully with the Gordon money, get the moist key money this year as well, don't we? Um hopefully we'll be, you know, more on an even keel, maybe even break even for this year. And that's as I say, it's all part of the cleansing process. But there's still a lot of work to be done within within the club. I mean, I just the other one which you know forget about that is is the 200 million for Bramley Moore, isn't it? that's been yeah. spent. That just yeah. shows you how much work has been on Bramley Moor. Um, and that'll yeah, be insane, yeah. To, yeah, so that just shows you the amount of construction work and, and stuff that's gone on in 21-22. And that 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 will uh that will obviously continue into twenty-two-twenty-three. So in summary, it's what we expected. It's welcome that we are reducing costs in some areas. But we've still got a long way to go for us to get back onto what you would call an even keel, to be honest with you. And that's, as I say, that's going to take time and may involve the sale of third players.
1: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: Yeah, and then, Connor, um, in terms of um, the the, uh, the commercial revenue, that was slightly up, 50.4 million on for, on 47 million the, the previous year. And we've got to remember also, it's a changing world out there, the, the end of the commercial sponsorship agreements with the Russian companies, um, USM, Megafon, and uh, Yota. But uh, on the other side of the coin, um, there was um, – a reduction in, in the broadcast revenues with the, the team dropping from the 10th to 16th, and I suppose that'll be something again this year. I mean, who's who's to say at this point what, what Evan's final league position will be uh, this season? But it, again, uh, that could be on the on the lower side.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of position now, it, it could be anything from 12th to 20th, couldn't it? If yeah. <laughs> you know, re- realistically speaking, but. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to what Gav said there, I think, you know, it looks better, but there's still a lot of work to be to be done clearly, isn't it? There's still a long way to go, I think, in terms of before before, you know, things even themselves out. Um but in terms of you know, commercial revenue, the growth, you know, that's impressive because obviously that's one area of the of the business that people have been highly critical of, isn't there? A, you know, that commercially they're not running, they're not as good as other clubs in the Premier League and the, you know they're way behind where they where they need to be and where they should be. But I think, like like I said earlier, I think that the thing with these, the situation as things stand is, you know, obviously we're working, you know, kinds of the the rough figures essentially, you know, until we kind of get the chance to read the accounts properly and digest, you know, the full information is when you can kind of make proper, you know, concise judgments. Because you know, I think for now it's, you know, it's only sections and highlights of what we're seeing. But you know, obviously the 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 suppose in a small sense, you know, the promising thing is the. The loss is down, but you know it's still a loss. And, and like Gav says, you know there's there's still a lot of work to be done behind the scenes, of the football club to to make things better.
2: Yeah, and um, Gav, we, we we mentioned that um, seventy million pounds financial support from the majority shareholder. I mean, I mean, it shows on one side at least a, a continued financial commitment from Farhad Mashiri But then, to a to a certain extent, um, he's he's having to prop the club up in in certain respects as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing about when he, if he, you know, the place he wants for the club, that that'd be, you know, if he wants to sell sell the club. You know, you're not buying the club; you're buying like, for the couple of years. You're gonna to have to fund some of the losses, aren't you, as well? So, yeah. there's, you know, it, it just shows. It's great that he shows his commitment, and like the two hundred million for Bramley Moore, but it just shows you how off kilter we are in terms of what we've been spending over the last few years compared to compared to what we've been getting in. And that, I mean, you welcome that as an Everton fan, but just that—that that, rather than sort of something that we should be thankful for—is actually you shouldn't have to do anyway because we should be on an even keel. And um, you know that that won't—you know—that that's quite a lot of money in twelve months. It's, it's interesting the commercial side because I think the USM numbers are still in here, aren't they? Because I think the concept is still going to we yeah. so We'd lose that this year, but the counter to that is. We get more money from the overseas TV rights this year, I think. And I think those two things should balance each other out over the over the calendar year. And just picking up on what Connor said, you are right in that our commercial deals. And I'm not defending the club here, but I heard stuff I say about our commercial deals are not great. Well, they are on par with the club of our standing. We're not gonna get 200 300 pounds a commercial income, like the big six do, whatever, because but we're, we're, we're not in the top but not in the top six we've not got you know worldwide fan bases if you have a look at our commercial deals say for like shirts you know shirt sponsorship kit deals they are what you would expect a mid-table premier league club actually probably a little bit ahead of that to be honest with you yeah. so commercially, our deals we, we get are about what you would expect i wouldn't i would never say they on been, un, been undercut on those deals yeah. But we, we shouldn't really, be, you know, we have people comparing us to, I don't know, Liverpool or Man United or Arsenal. We can't do that. It's, it's you know, chalk and short. Um The market dictates how much the, the pay, people pay us for, for shared sponsorship and uh, kit, kit deals. And so we always need to remember that um, in terms of our sponsorship. And, and what we get is about market rates, probably a little bit high in some cases. So we, we there's only a limited amount of money we can. Limits amount that money we can get commercially, and that's dictated by our performance, isn't it? Really. Um, mm-hmm. so the message from this, isn't it? We need if you do better off the pitch, on the pitch, you'd hopefully get a bit more money in both yeah. in league position and commercially, but it's not happening at the moment. And you know, and I think uh, I think this pain will be with us for another, as I say, year 18 months, probably maybe even a little bit longer. I know, just, just
1: to add on when we talked about commercially and stuff, I know. Another club once in the Premier League we were fighting relegation. You know, they had actually two sponsors lined up for the following season. They had one who was sponsored doing the Premier League and a company sponsored with doing the Championship because it's so precious. What you're saying there about performance related, yeah, you know. absolutely. They, they essentially had two businesses, one of which would be the main sponsor during the Premier, Premier League and one which would be in the Championship because it's almost like with your Premier League club, you would be a Premier League club if you're a Championship club, be a Championship club. It's the the, yeah. the the difference is is huge, isn't it? You know, you think of you know, worldwide television and what you know everything else. You know, the Premier League attracts compared to the Championship. It's off the scale, is it? So even in that sense, you know, it's a very precious, fine margins, performance-driven industry, isn't it? Essentially,
3: well, that is the elephant in the room when you see these numbers, isn't it? You know, this this is not a club that can afford to be relegated. Yeah, and mm. and this is just reinforced here, both in terms of, you mentioned the shareholder support and the money that's being pumped into Bramley Moor. A lot, you know, and and, and I know we've not spoken about the Premier League referral and stuff yet. Mm -hmm. You know, as the world and his wife knows, the Championship financial regulations are far more ruthless than what the Premier Leagues are. So, you know, this is just a a reminder in the the, um, clearest way of the need to remain in the Premier League, not just next season, just, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah.
2: Well, let's uh, let let's just uh, move on to that before before we go on to uh, what is um, firmer ground for Connor and myself at least in, in terms of the f- the football side side of things. But um, <laughs> yeah, if we just get that one out of the way, because um, this is the first time we've done a podcast since then, um, Connor. It, it, it was about this time, wasn't it? Friday uh, late um, in, the, in the afternoon, and everyone's thinking, "Oh, you know, it's going to be a quiet." weekend in the middle of the international break and then um, heaven um, were hit by this um, charge from the Premier League I mean whatever the final outcome is I mean it's, it's not a great look when you get that on, on the back of what has been like the joint worst season points wise in the club history
1: no I mean it felt like another just just when you thought you know things were settling down a little bit in, in terms of Sean Dice, you know coming in getting the team back on track you know the club being up the relegation zone, you no know, heading, into, you know, sitting in that international break in fifty. When you think of, you know, when Sean Dyche come in, everyone was second bottom, and everyone was fearing the worst. You know, along comes another kind of, you know, another blow from from nowhere, basically. And I think it was a blow from nowhere. I think nobody, you know, seen this coming, um, you know, you know ourselves at, at the Echo people that you know we work at you know at everton football club you know we're, we're taken aback by this from the premier league daily it. and um, you know the, the the position of the club for a long part of for, for a long time i'll be that they've been working with the premier league to make sure everything was you know above board and, and smoothly and you know they were they were i think as shocked as anyone at this news and you know ultimately we don't know why they've been referred to you know the well, oh you no know, they they have been referred we don't know why they've been referred to Premier League. Obviously. I get to confirm that you know we don't we don't know an awful lot, do we? If we're, if we're being brutally honest about what's what yeah. what's what, what the whole situation surrounds, and um, when you think of, for instance, you know around the the kind of the bigger picture in terms of you know when will the hearing possibly take place and stuff like that. You know what punishment could Everton Everton receive? You know we, we don't know anything. You know about we yeah. uh, at the minute, so. Yeah, it was. It came from nowhere. It was. It was. It's far from ideal. It's the last thing you kind of need. It's the last thing the club want hanging over them as they head into, you know, a, a, a couple of huge, important months in, in the season. You know, Gav spoke about it there in terms of, you know, if ever, if ever, ever needed <laughs> any reason to, um, to keep preserve their Premier League status, you know, this, these accounts are counter it. And obviously, you know, this is the last thing that they needed in that battle against relegation. So, yeah, it was. It was a shock, I must admit myself, I clocked off for the for the day. Okay. <laughs> and then I'd seen it leap up in my phone and thought, oh, oh wow, you know, this is this is huge. Yeah. Um like I say, we don't know the full end and house just yet, but you know, it's it's a it's a prospect and it's a it's a referral that didn't need. They don't, they don't they obviously don't want and it's probably the last thing that anyone on the at the football club imagined was coming their way, you know, five Friday lunchtime last week. Yeah. Um
2: Gav just been saying to Connor about that um, Premier League charge. Um details are scarce at the moment. It remains that way. They, they the Premier League have had their say. Ever and have made their statement and said they wouldn't be saying any more at, at at this point. But as I said to Connor, it's it's not it's regardless of whatever what ultimately ends up happening and it it's not a great look when you just had the, the joint worst um, season in the club's history from an equivalent point, um, point of view. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you 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 shot from both sides, really, aren't you? You know, you've yeah. you've, you've escaped by the skin of your teeth on, on the pitch and off the pitch. You've certainly last year, you know, when we the Premier League discussed our case, we escaped by the skin of our teeth, by the looks out of it. And and I think the one thing it's worth pointing out within all of this and, and the debate, the Premier League assess people, is it's obviously done on a rolling three-year periods or four-year period if you include the COVID years. Mm-hmm. And so last year, you won't believe this, you know, when we got assessed last year, we had 17-18 as part of the assessment period, which is quite a good year, which you probably yeah. just about broke even. So we're being referred because one of the reasons is, is this year we've obviously made the loss. Of odd odd million and was some money that come off there so we we've made that so we've in the in the rolling period we've lost the goods year and gained the bad year so we're, overall we're're we're worse off and so we're looking at a completely different scenario to last year and and my guess that is that that's one of the reasons why we're, we're we've got to go in front of the beach this yes. year and not last year because our position has worsened and uh we've gone from like we've lost a year that you know there would have been no no losses to a year where we've made 30 odd million losses. And so that, that's that's the reason why I think one of the reasons why it's been triggered. But at the same time, what and this will all come out in the in the in the hearing of course it's 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 a bit strange, isn't it, that and and I know the club has pointed this out to think either indirectly or directly is, you know, when you have a look at the rule book is, you know, you know, it says the club should work with the Premier League over, over your financial issues and be guided by them what you can and can and can't do. And if we've been doing that, then you would expect there to be no referral, wouldn't you? Future referral, because we're doing what the Premier League says. But we're now, we're now getting referred. So either we've done something we shouldn't have done or the Premier League have not done what they were supposed to have done properly. Yeah. And I suspect, to, for me, that that's the two sides of the argument, isn't it? Here, you know, uh, as well as the fact that our financial position has got worse uh, for reasons just explained, and it'll just be interesting to see what what will come out in all of this. And you, as lots of other people have said, is time and it's everything that you know when the sort of an independent regulator, you know, I think this. Manchester City case that's been going on for years has come into it because obviously they charge, you know, as well the 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 points of the city's irregularities or alleged irregularities out. Yeah. And so for that case to City with City to stand up, they've got to be doing some everything right, like seems to be doing everything right and by the book with other clubs, haven't you, in the Premier League? Because they're undermining yeah. the argument, man. City. And so that's left us in a vulnerable position. And maybe other clubs in, in vulnerable positions as well. So there's, there's lots of movable parts there. But I'm still a little bit baffled about if we've been working with the Premier League, as has been well known for eighteen months now. Why has what changed significantly? You know, in that time, apart from me, I've made more losses. But actually, you actually overseen them losses because we've been working with you. So yeah. it it'll be, it's just going to be an interesting case, and uh, 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 it's just going to be we. I would imagine every stance will be this is our case, and we'll have a load of COVID costs that actually we want to offset against our losses. And you prove that that's not right <laughs> because they accepted it last year. You know, yeah. it's it's just a. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a very very interesting case. This.
2: Yeah, well. My head's in a spin. I hope our listeners are okay. Um, Connor, I'm going to talk football with you now. You were at, you were at Finch Farm um, yesterday. That's a welcome relief to you. Yeah, a welcome relief, Mr. Deitch, um, How 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 was he? What, what were his thoughts like? of uh, the return to action?
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in a fine mood. He was, you know, not in any way taken back by the, the Premier League referral. He was, you know, yeah. battered that question away straight away. Just last the press conference. Um, in terms of, you know, basically standing by, you know, he spoke to the club and the club told him he'd done nothing wrong and that's good enough for him. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he, I think, he, you know, his most telling line for me was, you know, in, in the embargo section with where, was where where journalists, was able to print journalists, including ourselves. You know, he was asked, you know, would, would, would co- did conversations take place before he got the job in January about Everton's financial concerns and if he'd known that this was, you know, potentially sure. going to come with would that offence from taking the job and, you know, he, he knocked that back. You know, forthright in the sense of, you know, they say, no, this is Everton Football Club and Everton, Everton Football Club, you know, kind of come knocking, you know, you don't say no type, you know, type thing, which is, you know, very refreshing to hear from a, a supporter perspective in that, you know, they, they've they got someone in charge who knows just how big a football club Everton is and how, you know, privileged Sean Dice is to be in charge of of this football club. So, yeah, he was in a fine mood. I think he's looking forward to getting back, you know, in true Sean Dice fashion. He you know, didn't get carried away, you know, <laughs> he was asked a few questions about Ellis Sims and his developments and stuff. and. You know, he was very much kind of keen to keep the you know the young lad's feet on the ground, I think, and, you know, re- re- retain, getting too excited. But, yeah, I think he was, you know, like all of us, he's looking forward, he's excited to get back to, you know, action or bread and butter on Monday night. Obviously, you know, Goodison on the lights. There's not many games. I know we always say this every time as a midweek game at Goodison, but there really isn't that many midweek games left. is the Goodison yeah. Park on the lights and, you know, certainly Monday night football. It should be a
2: special occasion. Yeah. Shame our um, listeners aren't getting the visual on this. It's actually Connor under the lights at the moment, he's got that big yeah. light shining down on him from heaven. Um, but, uh, Gav, uh, another d- development we've had we've had uh, to this game is that there'd be no Antonio Conte at Goodison Park. Um, how much of a fact do you think that's going to be? Yeah, can you
3: just say Connor looks far more attractive under lights than Goodison, by the way, at this point? So, oh, yeah, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, I think we said. As we said last week, didn't we? That um, the would have been better playing this fixture last Saturday, we yeah. last weekend, because we they've had the another week year. to sort it out and they've appointed, you know, the the, the the manager to the end of the season. You don't know; it could work both ways, couldn't it? Really. I mean, we're in a, it sounds like we're in a massive state of flux under Conte off the pitch, and I think. You know, that the, you know, they, they, they've got the weeks to sort of address that. But there still appears to be a massive state of flux anyway, which spares off the pitch anyway, because you've obviously had the problems with the, the director of football and, you know, right. stories yeah. of players with votes. And what, you know, what, what the player's mindset is going into this game on Monday is, is you know, you, you could, you don't know, do you? It could go either way. I know he's, he, he did reasonably well, didn't he, when, he was, when Conti was ill. But you you just don't know how it's going to um, how it's going to pan out, and you'd hope that they would still be suffering a little bit and still a little bit of a a rabble. uh, To be honest with Tottenham, and um, hopefully we can take advantage of that. The
1: Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: Connor, do you think it's it's a good time to play? Tottenham, them, I mean, it's it's not been a, a great recent record against them.
1: Well, it's one of them, isn't it? I think it's it, it, it's a tough one. This because normally, you know, you would suggest the manager leave and, and the fallout and stuff. But you know, this is still a, still a very very good space side with some very very good players. You know, Hurricane Son. You know, for Charleston's fit to play, we all know how good he is. You know, still a very good strong spare sides and it could be a spare side that is actually, you know, benefited by Antonio Conte, leaving in the sense of, you know, the shackles could be off and they could be, you know, free to do what what they wanted to do and play with a little bit more freedom, a little bit more expression. You would like to hope, I think you'd like to hope that from an Everton perspective, Everton will look to get, you know, start on the front foot and get on top and get on Tottenham early and make their them a little bit edgy and a little bit nervy and don't allow them to settle in, and maybe try and get, you know, a bit of frustration and a little bit of kind of, you know, Need not needle or such, but you know, try and be a, be a bit more aggressive and put Tottenham under, under the caution a little bit and you know, get the Everton, get the crowd up and hope that Tottenham, Tottenham maybe have a bit of a wobble because you know, we saw against Southampton before the, the international break, you know, Tottenham a 3 1 open cruise and cruising. the next thing, you know, Southampton got one back and you know, Conte's side effectively fell to pieces and ended up drawing the game. And um, so, you'd like to hope that Everton, you know, kind of start aggressive, get enough from front foot and put themselves in a the position in which they, you know. A strong and look to dominate, but I don't think you can say you know is this a good time to play Tottenham? I don't think no. I don't think you can sit here and say yes, it is because you know you can't lose sight of the fact they've got so many good players, so many players in you know areas where they can hit. You know, Harry Kane is you know an exceptional finisher. Son's a great forward. You know, Richarlison is you know is dangerous on his day. So yeah, I, I think it's a little bit early to say a little bit naive to say you know this is a good time to play Tottenham. But I certainly think Everton can put Tottenham under pressure if they start well and, and hopefully maybe get them in a position where they wobble and crumble a little bit.
2: Yeah, Gavin, I oh, know you like to cast a tactical eye on the on these things. Um, after um, Ellis Sims came on and, and, and scored his first goal last time out, I mean, how close is is, is, um, is he to pushing for a start for this one, do you think? I mean, would you go with him yeah. or would you keep it with Damari Gray? I'd
3: keep with Damari Gray, really, uh, to be honest with you. I think, I think by accident we sort of probably found the position where Demaria Gray sort of contributes the most to the team, and that he doesn't have to sack back. and And he, I think he's done a lot of thankless work. Well, to be fair, and I think Sims's role is what it was at Chelsea, and um, what has been a couple of games this season it is coming on. And um, you know, if we need to protect the lead. Or stay stay in the game is just to put himself about a bit, hold the ball up, and he's shown he can be a little bit of a goal threat. But I keep I keep Greg. I think he I think for the way, the way we're playing at the moment, I think we, we we need his pace up front a little bit, and I I, I keep Gray. But I think Sims hopefully will be imbued by confidence after his goal against Chelsea, and you know still, I think he'll have something to contribute between now and the end of the season
2: right it's um predictions time then um monday night i said un- under the lights connor what are you going for
1: i'm gonna go for everton to win 2-1 oh, like
2: like like the last time they they beat tottenham um in front of fans um over a decade ago what one, one nil down in the 90th minute came back one two one what about you gav
3: yeah, I think it's that our last Premier League win against Tottenham. It is, isn't it? I think.
2: Uh, no, they won. They won test day in 2021. 20, 20,
0: on. Uh,
3: oh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, in front of a crowd and yeah, the Goodison anyway. Out, yeah, because we also yeah. yeah. so I think. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with one eleven. Yeah, good
2: yeah. One. Do, do one. One thing l- about really? is... Yeah. Go
3: on. The one thing I would say is regardless of where, where Spares are at the moment, you know when we were talking when we were all in the, the office of the other week and we were talking about these three games of like a very really bad set of games. Yeah. Whatever whatever we think now, this Spurs game, because of what's happened to Spurs and because of what's happened to us in terms of our form, this looks far more like a game where we can get points from than what it did three weeks ago, doesn't it? hopefully yeah.
2: yeah and it might need to be given that all the games that are going on on saturday beforehand but yeah
1: yeah, yeah. But state, everton i think i saw could it go as high as 12 if results go the way and they oh, be on know. monday but then they could kick off monday night in the bottom three if
2: results right. go against them yeah. it's, well, exactly. it's the when you've got three points between eight teams or whatever it is yeah yeah uh, quite yeah
0: he's
2: going for fact, yourself yeah i'll go i'll i'll also go for one nil it seems to be the uh, go-to, seems to be the, the go to scoreline at, at the moment. Um, let's hope so. Um, so yeah, on that positive note, after all our deliberations, um, we'll be back with you um, ne- next week to um, to reflect on um, whatever happens on on, on on Monday night. And um, I've been your host Chris Beasley. I've been joined by Conor O'Neill, Gavin Buckland. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast.